Hi, and welcome to the world of sports. I'm Joey Mantia, Olympic speed skater and polar athlete, and you're listening to the Champions of Data, a podcast by Polar, where we talk about all things sports, fitness, and performance. We'll be chatting to some of the top athletes, coaches, and scientists in the sports world to bring you the top tips for how to train smarter and become the best athlete you can be. Our topic today is something that concerns each and every one of us, sleep. Everyone needs it, many of us love it, and yet so many of us aren't getting enough of it. Sleep is particularly important to athletes as it has a huge impact on performance, and today we're going to find out exactly what that impact is. Our guest is Dr. Henry Tomaledo, a true expert on sleep and performance. He has worked closely with pro athletes on ways to perfect their sleep, and he's going to be talking to us today about why it's so important, how it affects an athlete's recovery and performance, and most importantly, how to get more of it. But as usual, we'll start by letting Henry introduce himself. I'm Henry Tuomilehto, and uh, I'm a sleep doc. I work with uh, different people with uh, sleeping problems and sleep disorders. And for the last uh, seven, eight years, I have been working a lot with uh, professional athletes. I have seen around 1,000 pro athletes in my in my office. Different kind of uh, sports, soccer, ice hockey, uh, individual sports, volleyball, because uh, the recovery and sleep, of course, is con- concerns all sportmen and sportswomen. So basically, one of my very main works at, at the moment is working with pro athletes. Let's start with the basics. Why is sleep so important and what actually happens inside the body during sleep? Yeah, sleep consists of four stages. There's light sleep, moderate sleep, deep sleep, and then the last stage of the sleep is uh, REM sleep. That's the time when we dream. And all these um, uh, stages are important for us and we have it every night. And But of course we talk about, we talk a lot about the deep sleep and uh, how we should, you know, increase the deep sleep. And But I have to tell you that there is no store that you can step in and go in the shell and take some deep sleep. But if you want to improve your sleep, it's kind of overall improvement you have to do and... Uh, as I told before, that the deep sleep is perhaps the most important part of our sleep. And it's always in the beginning of the night, the first three hours when we sleep, we should have all the deep sleep that we get during the night time. And usually we have one hour, 30 minutes of deep sleep during the night. And 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 many times, you know, the problems that if people start waking up very early in the morning and they cannot, you know, fall asleep again, they usually just blame that it's something's happening during the night for them but usually the cause is already before they go to bed and the, and the reason is that their brain is so active already uh, still uh, when they're sleeping and the, the, the quality of the deep sleep is very bad and that causes that they start waking up in the middle of the night and to understand that you know we cannot activate ourselves before sleep is very important because the, the most important part of the sleep is when we start sleeping you know deep sleep starts 30 minutes from the time when you fall asleep and and that's, you know, the main thing why the evening and the nighttime should be the kind of a most relaxing and most pleasant time of the day. Yeah, it's a kind of a cliche that uh, it's true that we need a different amount of sleep. We are all individual, you know, person. somebody might do well with seven hours, somebody needs 10 hours, you know, it varies a lot. But the fact is that, you know, we should sleep more than we do at the moment. Most of us sleep less than we should. And this is also, you know, concerns also the pro athletes. You know, I see them sleeping too little uh, and they sleep the same amount as a kind 
kind of a basic office worker and that's not enough and that's usually the first thing that we start you know improving and I try to make them understand that the easiest way to improve your health or your performance is to sleep more there's not much uh, very you know high quality uh, scientific evidence or studies on, on sleep and, and and sports but what we have at the moment is that you know the amount of sleep is very important and it's very easy way to you know, improve your your performance and of course you know to avoid also problems and 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 Previously, when I was asked that what's the right amount of sleep, I, I asked that, you know, the right amount of sleep is that when you wake up in the morning and you feel energetic. But now in my work, I see people that who have been in a chronic sleep deprivation for a long time, they don't recognize anymore their, you know, own feelings or, and so many times they think that it's normal And uh, in fact, when we do sleep studies, we can see that there's a huge sleep deprivation. They just, you know, have gotten used to the feeling that they have. They have no better uh, knowledge of, of the, how things should be. So nowadays, my answer is that what's the right amount of sleep is that, okay, let's start in increasing it. We have to have a comparison. So I challenge everybody, even who are listening to me now, that you know, just increase your sleep. You know, half an hour, one hour per night, and and in two weeks you will know have you slept enough previously. And I can bet at mo- most of you gonna you're gonna be surprised, be feeling so much better, and and sleep that you have slept before. You know, you have you start understanding that you know it hasn't been enough. And and the best thing is that you won't do any harm to yourself that, you know, when you start sleeping more, only only benefits. Sleep tracking has been a hot topic for a while now. From a doctor's perspective, is sleep tracking a useful tool? Well, tracking sleep is a tool. You know, it's not, a, a, how should I say, a Bible, and, and, but it's a tool, a very usable tool. And, and I see two purposes for tracking your sleep. Uh, purpose number one is that, you know, it helps you to make changes in your lifestyle. When you make um, your changes kind of healthier, you start, you know, exercising more and eating healthier, then you start quite often, you see the physiological changes in your body. And, and, and of course, those uh, beneficial uh, physiological changes, they motivate you. You can see that your heart rate lowers uh, in, the, in the night and you recover better and your sleep gets better. And it's all black and white. You can see it, you know, as a fact that your body is doing better and that will motivate you because the big point of lifestyle changes is that you know they have to become permanent they have to sustain and the problem is that many times people start lifestyle changes and after a month or two they it, you know it's all over and they just you know drop it and that could be one reason at the, or that when we start you know tracking our sleep or our well-being that it might you know motivate you can see that you know how you feel better but also your body is doing better and that might help you to keep on doing what you are doing so i think it, you know it's a very useful tool to when you do the lifestyle changes and and another thing is that um, if you have some problems in the in the sleep and like you know you track your sleep for two months and every night is you know kind of red and there's nothing good happening based by the tracker there's a big possibility that there's nothing wrong with the device but it tells you that there's a problem with your sleep say so something happening there might be sleep disorder And well-known fact is that 20% of adult population, they have a real problem in sleep. So, you know, every fifth person has, you know, some 
bigger problem with the sleep and and this uh, device could be kind of a screening tool for that and then it tells us that if you have uh, this kind of results every night then you should you know have you know further examinations and perhaps you seek for help for that and more reliable studies for for your sleep and so I see two very important uh, reasons to use the tracking devices, and but of course, and on the other hand, they are just you know helping you to uh, as a tool to make these changes, and you have to also uh, uh, trust your feelings. And I see that uh, I have seen uh, the very very top athletes of the world, and then I have seen pro athletes. And what's the difference? This very top athletes they are very well aware of their own body and their own feelings and uh, and they listen to it they are very they have built up this thing over the years and and they are very sensitive about feeling their body and and their uh, example recovery and 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 the biggest thing is that they trust their feelings so if they feel that things are not right example they skip or the morning training or they do kind of a little bit lighter train in the morning and even though they're you know the most uh, important competitor is training next to them and they see their opponent doing the training they they trust their feelings so much that they don't train they, they get easier and then maybe in the later in the afternoon or evening they do the you know the hard training and so they don't push themselves you know against the wall because they know that if they haven't recovered well and they start training hard nothing good will happen to them they go even deeper so it's very important and one of the you know things again with the tracking your sleep is that you know it may be uh, enforces your own feelings you have some uh, data also supporting your own feelings and that way maybe it might help you to have a bigger solution to control your recovery and training but my big tip is that you know if you use the tracking devices then you should not look at the results every morning when i work also with pro athletes my big message is that i'm not interested in the single nights and i tell them also that don't you be either We are not interested in the in the single nights. It's you know a bigger entirety. It's you know two weeks, one month that we are interested. So I would advise that the, the minimum time period is is two weeks, and then you can see kind of a, the tendency where we where we go, and you can react based on the tendency. But you know no you know single nights or or single mornings, and then you will have lots of data that you cannot explain yourself. What effects does lack of sleep have on performance, uh, both short and long term? When we talk about the sleep, it's always the big picture. And that's very important to understand that, you know, let's say that all the time, what's the problem that we bring out information that what's the bad sleep or poor sleep, what it causes us. And people are full of that information. Every day you can read it from the newspapers that what lack of sleep, you know, is doing to us. And uh, and the big thing is that I always see it as a bigger thing that you know if if you really take care of your sleep overall, then nothing bad will happen to you if there are single nights that you will have problem with to sleep. And when we talk about traveling, jet lag, or pro athletes, they are very interested usually with the the night before the performance or the night after the performance. And I always tell them that I'm not interested in that night. I'm interested in the bigger picture. Why? Because if you really take care of yourself, you know, overall, and then you have one bad night, 
it will have no uh, impact in your performance at all. Zero. And I always tell them that don't make it a problem for yourself. And if there's a bad sleep and overall you take care of your sleep, then you should not make it as a problem. No negative thoughts because there's no reason, there's no physiological reason that you might not do your best performance next day. But you cannot kind of psychologically put yourself in the situation that, you know, you start blaming yourself or already in the morning when you had bad sleep. So big picture, single nights don't matter. However, if an athlete or anybody has uh, already existing sleep deprivation and then you get to kind of a catastrophe night, then they will have a big problem because there is the reserve for energy and reserve for the sleep. Good sleep is already, you know, very low. And then when the catastrophe night becomes, then the possibility to do your best performance ever, I can tell you that it's, it's zero again. So big picture, like jet lag, it's a good example that, you know, jet lag is, is physiology. Everybody will get jet lag when you travel. But if you take care of your sleep, you have no sleep deprivation, the jet lag will be, you know, of course, depending of your flight or uh, it will be usually from one to three days. But if you're already sleep deprivated and then you get jet lag, you will have to heal your wounds for two to three weeks. So... Once again, the big picture is the most important thing. As mentioned before, sleep is particularly important for athletes. So how can athletes get the most out of their sleep? Yeah, that's a very, very good question. Sleep is the doping of nature. When I'm with athletes, I always ask them, so why do some athletes, you know, uh, use doping? Why do they endanger their health and their career by taking doping? Some athletes are taking doping to improve their recovery so they can train harder. That's the reason they use doping. And then, on the other hand, I have seen over a thousand pro athletes, and most of them don't even sleep enough. So that's what always amazes me, that how can this be possible? Some athletes understand the core of performance is recovery, and then they go on the kind of a wrong path and they cho- choose doping. And then there's a big punch of athletes that they don't even understand where the recovery comes from and they don't even sleep enough. So always the the main, the first thing what I do with athletes that, you know, we kind of examine the amount of sleep and we start increasing it and aim for like one hour more every day. So that's seven hours per week and that's a huge, you know, difference. And there's lots of scientific data that if you increase your sleep by one hour, what it causes in your body. Sleep is a time of hormonal stuff, like daytime, it's a time of uh, catabolic things. The daytime hormones are adrenaline, uh, cortisol, and they use our body, they consume us. Nighttime hormones are testosterone, growth hormone, just to give a few examples, and they are anabolic. They build up us again. And so we are ready for the next day. And for athletes, every time you train, you get damage, muscle damage. And, and, and one of the main tasks of the sleep is to repair them. And one of the main factors repairing the muscle damage is growth hormone. And growth hormone is only secreted when you sleep and only, only secreted when you are in the deep sleep in adult person. So that's how important the sleep is. That if, if you have problem with your sleep and you don't sleep enough, the, the, the possibility to have, you know, injuries 
is high, and just by increasing by one hour of your sleep, your sleep you will have 40 to 50 percent less chance of getting injured during the season. And once again, when I see a pro team, I have a card in my hand with 50% in the card and I and I ask them that if before the season, in the preseason, if I give you a possibility to have uh, 50% less of chance of getting injured, who will take the card? So I can tell you that they, there's no one hand that is not, you know, raised when I ask the question. So, and this is only by increasing your sleep by one hour. So very easy way you get the, all the benefits uh, Good things happening in your hormonal things happening in your body, and on the other hand, you avoiding injuries. You know, based on the good beneficial hormonal things. Then there are some studies that you know go even more details of the benefits of the sleep in 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 athletes. And what they show us is that you know by increasing your sleep by one hour, you have we have a ten percent improvement in your reactions and five percent benefit in your in, in your performance and 30% less fatigue and like those numbers are quite small like a person like me who is not anymore a pro athlete it's nothing to have 5% you know more or 5% less you know it it won't change my life but for an athlete it's all about those 5% or 2% or because the difference are so small Everybody who is a pro athlete or serious athlete, you know, otherwise knows that when the higher we go in in sporting levels, the less the difference become. And who wins the gold medal? It can be half a second or even less, and that could be that five percent. So once again, why to give any advantage to your opponent when you can have it yourself? So and that's only by kind of you know increasing your sleep. So what about racing? How does sleep affect race performance? Well, the sleep is in the core of your performance. When you think about a kind of pro athlete, what's the pro athlete made of? You have to have talent, you have to have attitude, and of course you have to have ability to train hard. That's, you know, what pro athlete is made of. But if you don't have ability to, to recover All those three things they matter zero, because you train hard, the deeper you go, you get overtrained, your body just you know gets confused, sympathetic activities on all the time. You are kind of a uh, hectic in the daytime. You cannot relax, you know, even in the daytime. Nighttime is bad. You sleep bad. Kind of you have no control over your body anymore. The brain takes the control, and then you know we have a big problem. So. That's how important the sleep is for a pro athlete. It's you know kind of um, like when I work with the athletes, I I tell them that you know when I, you start sleeping better, when and when we start you know taking care of our sleep, it should be as a routine like everything else when you train. And when you do that, I cannot promise you that you will win the championship, but I can tell you that at when we do this, it won't be an obstacle for it. What kind of tips would you give somebody who's trying to improve their sleep? Number one tip is uh, respect your sleep, because I know that most of you don't. Uh, I've been seeing thousands of uh, workers from the corporates and over a thousand pro athletes, and I always uh, start my lectures by providing a questionnaire, and I can see the amount of sleep that people sleep. Or I have a question that do you do regularly anything for your sleep? I can see that from 
70 to 80% of the people don't do anything. So once again, if you don't do anything for your sleep, why should you expect any benefits from it? Once again, the, the thing that you wake up energetic in the morning, it's not a question of luck. It has nothing to do with full moon. It has to do with your previous night's sleep. It determines that if you wake up energetic or non-energetic in the morning. And, and that's why you have to really respect it. And people who have problem with sleep, they understand that, you know, it's, you know, not uh, self-evident, the good sleep. But why we should always have pr- problems first before we understand that, you know, we can also avoid them. So uh, my message is that even though you don't have any problems with your sleeping at the moment, you can always make it even stronger. Sleep is an ability. We are different sleepers. But like all abilities, you can improve your sleep, you can make it stronger if you want, but you need to do something for it. It doesn't come for free. And when our life goes on, uh, I talked earlier about the burden of our lives. They are very often very everyday stuff. But then on the other hand, there are always things happening in our life that we haven't chosen it ourselves. Illness is one good example. Who wants to be ill? Or who wants uh, somebody near you to be ill? Nobody. But it still happens. And when you get illness, it's a burden. And if your balance is already kind of shaking and you get kind of a sudden unexpected burden in your life, those are the people I see in my office that they come and they, the problem started. Their life just goes upside down and they, they lose the sleep and, and they cannot find it anymore. And, and we could have avoided all that by you know working already kind of an advantage and uh, make, making our sleep stronger and, and that's always the prevention is always the best way of treating the problems so number one tip is to respect your sleep what else you can do for your sleep sleep is a rhythm it's based on the rhythm and, and many times when I give the tips for athletes how they can make their sleep better they always ask me afterwards that you know Are you sure that, you know, only by doing this, I will improve my sleep? I said, yes, because even though you do one thing, but you have to do it kind of regular basis, it, it will improve your sleep because sleep is based on rhythm. Sleep is based on a healthy lifestyle and healthy lifestyle will give you always something good. But it means that it has to be a lifestyle. You cannot do it once a week. It has to be every day. So pacing your day, healthy lifestyle, you know, exercising, listening to your body that when you are not very recovered not to exercise maybe that's important to or make it a little bit lighter have it kind of a walking day or something like that and and one major part of the healthy lifestyle is also also healthy eating so eating is perhaps the easiest way to improve your sleep uh, 10 years ago already in my own studies i showed that i demonstrated that you know regular eating rhythm will improve your sleeping and recovery so that's you know every three four hours you should eat something during the daytime and it's not only good for your body weight but it will it will be good for your alertness by eating on regular time you will get energy all the time and makes your alertness very high in the daytime and i want that i don't want to have any lunch comas they are not part of my life i hate them but I still i see many times in when I go to have lunch uh, I try not to watch 
the amount of uh, food that people eat, but I still watch because I have been doing this. Uh, I've been studying that for 15 years. So, and I see the huge amount of food that people put them in, in at lunch, and most of the people are office workers. They don't need it. Then I notice that they go in the office, they close the door, and they are there for one hour. And I know what they are doing. They are not working there. They are sleeping there for after the lunch, but. Regular eating routine during the daytime is important. Myself, I eat every three hours, and of course, you have to kind of uh, estimate your your eating based on your consume. I don't consume as nowadays as much as uh, pro athletes, then so you have to estimate estimate that. And the easiest way to improve your sleep is to eat late. My main meal is eight uh, thirty. In the evening, that's the time when I have my biggest meal, and that's how I've been controlling my evening person for 15 years. In the daytime, I've had a very, you know, high energy. I have been very alert, and I have been, you know, increasing my my um, uh, sleep pressure. And in the evening, I just blow up everything. I just eat, and 15 minutes to 30 minutes, the tiredness will come. And I will use that, and that's the way easy way of you know to also also to start increasing your sleep because it's very hard to increase your sleep by just looking at your watch. That okay, now it's ten uh, o'clock. I should go to bed. If you don't feel tired, you go to bed and you don't fall asleep and you get frustrated, and you then you will one or two weeks you say, well, I won't this you know sleep doggies. I don't know where it's from, but I won't you know use his tips anymore. So I have to. Pro- provoke somehow the tiredness in the evening, and eating is very nice way of provoking and promoting the tiredness in in the evening. And but there are three important things in the evening meal. And number one is that you cannot be starving. If you are starved in the evening, then you eat too much and then you sleep bad. So if you starve in the evening at your know, evening meal, then you know that you haven't eaten enough during the daytime. Then you have to increase maybe the frequency or the amount of food in the daytime. Number two is that you know it's kind of a holy moment of the day. After the eating, you can watch TV, you can read, you can you know discuss, but you know you don't go to do any activating stuff anymore. No computers, no emails, no social media, and like for myself, when I when I go to the uh, dinner table, I put my phone off. And I don't read emails. I don't answer the phone anymore. I, I can live with that. I have made a kind of a agreement. Kind of, it's, uh, everybody has to make a kind of realistic deal, and it has to be with yourself. And I can live with that. And and the number three, twenty percent of the people in the world now are doing irregular work. So sometimes the people always, you know, when I give them a lesson or lecture, they say, "Well, nice tips, but uh, I don't I, I don't come home every day at the same time." But uh, evening meals is also a good way of uh, kind of controlling that. Well, I'm sometimes at home at eleven o'clock in the night. I go to have shower, and quarter past eleven, I will have my meal. My day always ends up in eating, and that's what we do with pro athletes. And that's how I have been able to increase the amount of sleep for all the athletes I've been working with. That you know, eating more in the evening and. You know, kind of getting kind of uh, promoting the tiredness, and then you don't have to look at your watch anymore. You just listen to yourself, and the harder the day has been, the quicker the tiredness will come after the evening meal. And the tip number three for that is that when the tiredness comes, you have fifteen to twenty minutes to go to bed, and if you skip that, 
if you hang on on sofa watching television and and then 15-20 minutes goes past, bling, it goes over. And you won't get that back that evening anymore. Then you just have to wait until one o'clock and then you go to bed. But then you have to understand that there's a new window opening, you know, related to, to the eating. But then again, based on the tip number one, that you have to respect the sleep. So you have to understand that when the window opens and you will feel tired, that's the time that you will have to hit the sack. And, and usually what happens with that, you will get more sleep, but you will get also better quality of sleep because you trick yourself. You trick your brain. The brain activity will also go down because of the sleep uh, pressure and how we use the sleep pressure. So we get both at the same time. Better amount and better quality of the sleep. So why is eating an easy way to improve sleep? Well, who doesn't like eating? 20% of us have a bigger problem with their sleep. We talk about sleep disorders then. So if you had had problem with sleep for two years, once again, it's not because of the full moon or color of the socks. It's because you have a sleep disorder. And then, of course, the, the main thing is that we have over 80 different sleep disorders and the same person can have simultaneously three or four sleep disorders at the same time. So all this starts with, you know, finding out that what kind of sleep disorders you have. My advice is, you know, just to seek for an expert and, and seek for a sleep study. It's an overnight study, one night, and with the, with the sleep study, when we have your EEG there, your brain activity and your body function, and then an expert doctor, sleep doctor can say and tell you what kind of problem you have. And then we can have kind of a causative treatment. And many, many times that we can avoid the sleeping pills and, and we can use your, your own doings in, you know, taking care of the sleeping problems. But everything starts with finding out the cause for the bad sleep and or the sleep disorder. And, and then doctor knows, like myself, I know what I'm treating But the most thing, important thing is that I can tell my patients what's the problem and what's happening during the night time. So when we both understand the, the cause, then of course the possibility for our treatment to be successful is very high. So what happens if you're trying to change your sleep and you're getting stressed because you can't do that? Or if you're just naturally a light sleeper, is it possible to change that with your own actions? Sleep is an, an ability when I talk with athletes, like throwing a ball or something like that. And it's different for all of us. But like for all abilities, you can improve your sleep and you can make it stronger if you want. But once again, you need to work for it. You don't throw the ball any further if you don't you know, train. So you can train your sleep. And that's what I'm always telling my clients or my, my athletes that, you know, it has to be part of your lifestyle. You have to train it. It has to be there in your everyday doings. To sleep has to be there. It has to be considered as a part of your, you know, your lifestyle. What else you do? Of course, healthy lifestyle, but sleep has to be there always. You have to have some effort put on the sleep. Because if you don't do anything for your sleep, how would you get any benefits? It's not a question of luck, once again. It's a question of how much effort you will put. And then, on the other hand, sometimes I see that it goes over. Last week, I had a patient, an athlete, who had a 
kind of uh, 15 uh, points that he is doing every day, every night for his sleep. And the day ended that he had, you know, orange uh, glasses on his head and he was afraid of blue light. And he said, well, it, it was a little bit funny for the, his children because the dad had last two hours, he had the orange glasses on his, on his, you know, on his, on his, he was using the orange glasses. So the first thing what we did to him, I took his 50s uh, points and I said, okay, the no- lesson number one is that uh, now we scratch 10 from, from this list. We keep the five, but you take out the 10. So sleep is not a performance. You cannot perform sleep. Everybody knows that if the sleep doesn't come, you cannot, you know, push yourself into sleep. You have to understand that. But your doings in daytime, how you pace and rhythm your day, can aim for good sleep. But of course, you have to understand that the focus cannot be all the time in sleep. It's part of your healthy life. You know, there's some limit also for that because then when you lose the focus and you start, you know, all, all, you know, analyzing your everyday sleep and your every doings, that you, then you start having problems. And and so sometimes analyzing too much gives you stress. And stress, if you are a sensitive sleep sleeper, of course, will not give any benefits. You know, in sleep, in 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 fact, you know, it will, or in opposite, it will disturb your sleep. So everybody can improve their sleep. You need to do something. But even one or two things, if you do it on a regular basis, that will be enough enough in normal life. What would you say if you get a great night's sleep, but you're still feeling tired during the day? Are there other factors that are affecting your fatigue? Well, first thing is that, you know, I have noticed that uh, we have all forgotten about the quality of the sleep. Many times uh, I talk with athletes or with anybody and, and when they hear my profession, they, they, will, they will tell me that, well, well, good, good to know, but I'm a good sleeper. I fall asleep, you know, in one minute. For me, hearing that, I get, you know, suspicious because I know that nine out of ten of those persons who fall asleep before their head hits the pillow are sleep deprived. They are physically so tired in the evening that, you know, they fall asleep like that. That's not normal. And many times with athletes, I can see that, you know, they really think that I'm a good sleeper and I fall asleep so quick. And no, no, they are sleep deprived. So they have a problem in the quality of the sleep. And that's, again, once what we do sleep studies and we find out what's happening there during the night. And once we find out the reason for the bad quality, we start reading that. And most of the time, of course, you know, very soon they understand also that, you know, the fatigue that they had in the evening, it was, you know, unusual. So remember, there's quality of sleep besides the amount of sleep. And many times if you think you sleep enough, but you still wake, wake up in the, in, the in the morning, we talk about, again, sleep disorder. There can be also other reasons. There can be some problem with your thyroid or maybe the typical ones or um, iron levels and then of course the basic lab test must be taken if if you are constantly tired but like but like in my work i see patients that they have all the lab tests taking already the sleep is such a new thing still as a cause for uh, for tiredness that you know the all the tests have been done before the patient come to me but of course the basic stuff have to be taken into consideration also and basic lab test you know before we take the sleep test 
my one tip is uh, the respect of the sleep and athlete has to understand that the sleep is the core of the recovery the recovery doesn't happen when you lie on the sofa or play a video game or something like that it, it won't happen all the beneficial hormonal things they happen when you sleep our physiology is made like that it hasn't changed the evolution of human being is still the same 10,000 years ago we are still the same human beings is kind of a day uh, creature so we are meant to sleep at night so you cannot compensate your bad sleep or your sleep by taking nap and that's a big thing with the pro athlete that you know most of them nap a lot during the daytime and my advice is that you have to restrict your napping in the 30 minutes because after 30 minutes like i told you know earlier we'll start the deep sleep and deep sleep is always in the beginning of the sleep we have a fixed amount one hour 30 minutes of deep sleep normally during our day so if you nap for two hours you will scratch one hour at least one hour your deep sleep and that will cause that the quality of the sleep during the night time next night will be bad and even some athletes they have even difficulties to fall asleep but even though because they usually train hard the physical tiredness is so strong that they fall asleep but they don't understand that they have just spoiled with their nap the, the quality of the sleep and then in the morning they wake up tired again then they have to take a nap and they nap again for two hours same thing is happening next night the quality is bad they, they wake up tired in the morning it becomes a vicious cycle so respect your sleep sleep is meant to happen during the night time and for athletes restrict the nap i always uh, advise them to nap because there is lots of data you know coming all the time of the of the benefits of napping for athletes you know it will increase your alertness but you have to be less than 30 minutes and if you are not prone to nap because there are some people that who cannot nap it's not normal to them to nap then i always tell them don't make it a problem you can always lie down be there silent for close your eyes and be there for 30 minutes and most likely you will be at least in a, in a light sleep and when you you know uh, wake up from there and you you step up, up then you will much more you know refreshed that before you went to the bed and of course you know make sure that you eat enough for many reasons that you know the athlete might not understand how important thing eating is related also to our 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 sleeping so regular rhythm and make sure that you eat enough also before bedtime alcohol is the most used sleeping drug in the world so many times you know people when you take a small amount of alcohol you you know it's sedative it promotes tiredness and uh, people don't understand that uh, the uh, even a drop of alcohol it will pass the brain blood barrier so it will always have impact in our brain activity so yes it's right it makes you tired the small amount of alcohol but it will destroy the quality of the sleep and the more sensitive sleeper you are uh, less amount of alcohol will have impact you in your sleep and and some say that you know like in my office that who are very sensitive sleep that even a glass of you know wine will destroy the whole nights of sleep so uh, you have to be careful with alcohol and and once again you have to make a kind of a deal with yourself 
my deal is with myself that you know during the work working days I don't use alcohol and basically I can live with that of course if I have feel like it I'm 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 never kind of a black and white guy I'm always you know kind of um, somewhere in there in the middle being extreme is never good in anything then I have to understand that if I have the beer or glass of wine that it will have impact in my sleep but it's my choice I have to live with that so in the morning if I wake up tired I can look in the mirror and the reason is there so make a deal with yourself regarding to alcohol and it has to be realistic and and remember that even a small amount of alcohol will have impact in your sleep that will be all my tips and if you choose even one of the tips like I told earlier you will get all the benefits all about lifestyle make your sleep part of your good lifestyle Well, those were the top tips for better sleep and performance by sleep doctor Henry Tomaledo. And you've been listening to the Champions of Data podcast by Polar. Next time, we'll be talking about something quite different. We're taking a peek into the world of competitive CrossFit with athlete Annie thoris and coach Frederick Agedius. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please go and subscribe and you'll be among the first to hear our top tips for training smarter straight from the athletes, coaches and experts. Until next time, happy training.